What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle, coming to your fresh, bright, shiny earballs on a Friday morning. <laughs> Happy Friday morning, Michelle. Are you ready to wake it up, smell that bacon, and get ready for weekend? It's been a crazy week in New York. We just got flooded out, so I'm ready for this beautiful, shining Friday morning. I mean, yeah, that hurricane was definitely nothing uh, short of... of <laughs> devastating here I can't even imagine and my heart goes out to everyone else down south that got hit even more but yeah it's been a wonky week here in New York we're going into Labor Day weekend I'm just very happy that it's the weekend I'm also very happy that we have this episode coming out because we got a lot of exciting things to talk about yeah we do we do but before we do I'm just gonna make way for myself because it's a Friday and I gotta (laughs) I got to take care of myself on a Friday and taking care of me means talking to you about just one thing. Can I I do my thing? It wouldn't be a Friday episode if you didn't. And I'm just glad that you always have just one thing. I know in your brain, there's many more than just one thing going on in there. So I just, I just would like to say, I appreciate the fact that you keep it to just one thing for the show. I keep it at just one thing, just one non-football-ish thing most of the time. And I hope that we keep doing this into the regular season every Friday because I really don't want to get rid of it. But for this Friday's Just One Thing, it has been, it has been a manic week, Michelle. It's been crazy because we had our draft. It literally, it flooded like hell in my apartment in New York. My yep. bathroom was flooding my kitchen walls started flooding. We had some real issues. They had we had three and a half inches of rain in an hour. In one That's... hour. So it's kind of been a crazy week. All of that to say, my just one thing this week is how excited I am to do no labor this weekend on Labor Day. <laughs> no no labor. I have absolutely no interest in doing anything. I have some exciting plans, but before I tell you mine, which is my just one thing, what are you doing for Labor Day? Happy Labor Day. I will, in in very true Draft Queen's form, I will likely be frequenting a brewery or two and having some beers. Ah. I'll probably... I'll probably put my first flannel on. Like, I got to be honest, like, it's kind of chilly up here. And it's it's supposed to be, like, sunny this weekend, but not warm. So the flannels might be coming out. I don't know. You're shitting me. Is it flannel weather now? I mean, I currently have a fire burning and my sweatshirt on. So, like, it's not not flannel weather up here. Yeah. Actually, now that you say that, like, I, I put on a dress today because it's the first time that it's been sunny in... 10 days, just for the record, 10 days, and I put a dress on, and it was freezing cold outside. Absolutely freezing. (laughs) So I think you might be right. It might be time to get some nice flannel on, something a little cozier, and like really lean into September, because that's where we are. That's where we are. It's the time. It's the time. But Kate, what are you doing? What's your just one thing? Um, My just one thing is my Labor Day weekend plans which are the antithesis of labor, and that means I am going to the North Fork in Long Island. 
which nice. is basically, if you're not familiar with Long Island, it is a an extension. Oh, people are going to hate me for saying this in Long Island. Oh, boy. I, watch I out. I'm from Long Island. Watch I, I out. I know you are. I know you are. You should probably tell people what Long Island is, but my characterization is a beautiful beach island that stretches three hours out east, but is an extension of Brooklyn. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it extends past Brooklyn, and it's a big, beachy, long, literal, it's the longest island I've ever been on. Fair. Fair. I Sure. I wouldn't call it, like, an extension of Brooklyn, though. Long Island's its own beast. Brooklyn's way cooler. Yeah. It just it extends beyond Brooklyn. That's what I'm trying to say. Got it, got it, got it. The actual geography and length of it. Yeah, I mean, you're going to North Fork. It's going to be beautiful. You're going to get some nice rocky beaches and some good wineries, and you're going to have a a lovely Labor Day weekend, it sounds like. I am, because while you're at breweries in your flannel, I'm going to be (laughs) wearing the last of my Lily Pulitzer. Yes, I wear Lily Pulitzer. I'm sorry. I can talk football and wear Lily. Let the record show. And going to... Six wineries in a weekend. Ooh. It's gonna be awesome. And go to the beach. Yes. I can't wait. That's the but that's the end. Then it's Labor Day. Then you can't go to the beach anymore. You can't wear your lily. You can't wear your white pants. It ends. So it's over. It's over. Thank God I have none of those problems. I don't wear lily. Uh, I only wear black. <laughs> and so I, nothing should really change for me except it's a little colder. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very fair. But to each their own. And uh, most importantly, it is indeed September. And this week, we had a very important thing happen, which is the topic of today's episode in that we drafted, Michelle, we drafted our first inaugural Draft Queens Fantasy Football League. And I'm pumped about it. I know. You know, so so for those of you that listen to us over the years, like Kate and I obviously talk a ton of fantasy football. We've played in the same league. We've played in different leagues, but... We decided this was the year we needed to actually have a Draft Queens Fantasy League. So we uh, we rallied up some friends and family. We've got a pretty stellar 12-team league um, that's really exciting. Some trash talk has already begun. You love to see it. Um, but, yeah, it's fun. And it's, it's, it's the first time that, like, we're sort of co-commissioning, a.k.a. Ryan. Thank you for helping us. Shout out to Ryan for helping us get this set up. But, like, yeah, we've always played in other people's leagues that's how we both sort of got into fantasy then we played in a league together but it just felt like now was the time to have a proper DQ league and the best part about it is we're gonna shit talk everyone that's in the league that's what's just gonna happen now so thank I you to our friends shit talk. <laughs> I love thank you shit to talk. all all our friends and family who have decided to be in this league with us will try to take it easy on you because we're the morons in front of the microphone. You're probably shit-talking us somewhere, but we have the mic in front of us. So, no, it's it's going to be really fun. It's awesome that we've got we've got this up and running. And, yeah, I mean, that was my first draft of, of the year. I had a couple this week, but it feels good to have a proper DQ-branded 12-team fresh fantasy league coming at you um, because I'm sure we're going to be talking about it all season. But, Kate, on a scale of 1 to 10, obviously we're at an 11 on how excited we are that we have a DQ fantasy league. But how do you feel about your draft? How do you feel about your team? We did a lot of prep leading into this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number-wise, 
I'm giving my team a, team a seven and a half. Seven okay. and a half out of ten. Okay. It's not bad. I'll tell you, I will tell you why. And there will be a lot of shit talk on this podcast, but <laughs> I'm going to start by being self-deprecating. My, my team looks excellent. I was very happy with my first six to seven picks in, okay. until, until I got to round eight. I am extremely happy with rounds one through seven, which we'll get okay. into in a second. That's How about you, though? A lot of, that's a lot of good rounds. Seven good rounds is, is not bad. Well, here's the thing. But he, here's what I'll caveat. I did so many mock drafts. And I've got attention issues, Michelle. You know this. With my just one thing, that's why we have just one thing with Kate. Because I can't, if, if you la- leave me to my own devices, I would do just 20 things with Kate. And I would never stop talking. So I, I do these. I did my mock drafts leading up to this. And my pick was 8 out of 12, our 12-team league. Okay. So I was picking 8th. Yep. And I did so many mock drafts for that 8 spot. But once you get past round six, I lose focus, okay? So my issue is I lose focus, and I did it again. I did it again during our draft. So I would mock draft a bunch of times, and then I would not pay attention or fall asleep. At one point, I just opened a tab, and then I stopped doing it. So that's a me problem. It's a me problem. (laughs) Anyway, that's why I'm at a seven and a half. I was very prepared for rounds one through eight, essentially. And then I kind of went off. I fell off the bandwagon. How about you? How do you feel about your team? I feel like I'm at about... I'm going to give it like a six. I don't feel... So... I choked because in all of my mock drafts, I got to tell you, the mock drafts are like the death of me. They're super helpful, but they're also also the death of me. It also just shows me that the leagues that I play in, like everybody knows what they're doing. So the drafts are just that much more challenging. In these mock drafts, you don't know what the hell's going on and seemingly nobody else does. Mm. So I had, I had the third pick. I pretty much knew what was going to fall to me in my first round and I was very happy with it. I got Derrick Henry in the first round. I saw that coming. I'm happy with it. I'm excited to root for the Titans with you. Um, but Me you know, too. the only, the only downside to Derrick Henry and everyone will say it is he's not a pass catcher. So in a PPR, whatever, I'm not complaining because I love him and I knew that's what I was going to get. There was no way I was going to take a Camara or someone else over him. I just, I went with him. So I was very happy with that. I got shaken up because in most of my uh, mock drafts with the third, you obviously, especially in a 12 team, you know, you don't draft again for a while. So what I had been doing in a lot of my mock drafts was taking a, like a top two or top three QB, like almost as my second or third draft pick, because I'm like, it's too many. It's going to take too long to get back around to me. So if I've got a number three RB, I want like a top three, um, you know, quarterback and it just didn't go that way in this league and it totally frazzled me because you know Ky- Kyler got picked up and all these you know guys got picked up yeah so I ended right, up with, right. I, end, I ended up going with Tom Brady much earlier than I necessarily would have wanted to but I started to just get nervous that like all these picks were gonna go by and then I was gonna get a QB that I wasn't happy with so I love Tom. We've all heard me talk about Tom. We've talked about, you know, the 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 Tampa Bay as a team. So I don't feel like 
I don't feel bad about having Tom. I feel bad that I took him so early and that just sort of frazzled me going forward from there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think we have to, we have to unpack that. We have to unpack a couple things, right? So first of all, we should talk about who we drafted first, maybe in the first one, two, three spots and why. And then I want to talk more about Tom Brady I will tell you more about my quarterback, who I drafted later on. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, if I may be so bold and start with myself. So round one, I drafted in the eighth spot, Aaron fucking Jones. Michelle, I am stoked. I'm happy about that. Okay. I think you did the right Thing. Like I'm looking at that first round that we had and basically like what had fallen to you, I probably would have done the same, I think. Like there's a few guys that came after that that maybe like a Nick Chubb or even like a Steph Diggs because, you know, being where you were in the in the, you know, um in the draft order, like you get nervous. Like eight is like not bad, but it's not great. You're literally like Yeah. It's it's tough. But I think where you landed and what you were given, I I think it's a strong choice. Now, the only reason and so you drafted Derrick Henry in the three spot for round one. I drafted I Aaron Jones in the eight spot for round one. I think that between the two of us, we did a good job, good job, as we like to say. I do not like the idea of dra- this year, only this year, specifically this year, of drafting anyone but a running back in round one. I just don't. We've talked yeah. about it on our positional breakdowns a couple weeks ago. This season is so thin with running backs and the drop-off is so stark that if you don't get good running backs, you're fucked. And that kind of leads me into round two. So we snaked back around. I had the fifth pick in the second round and I took Jonathan Taylor. And you know what? I like that one. I'm happy about it. I am happy about it. I like it. You did some good stacking on your, on your RBs. I did the same thing. I took Clyde Edwards Hilaire as the 10th pick in in the second round for me. I felt good about it. It's crazy. Like, I don't know if you felt this way, but I feel like I was going back to drafts of years past and and recalling how I used to be like a maniac on draft night, right? Like I had just started to research things. I had 4,000 tabs open. I'd be like like 30 seconds or a minute in between the draft, like a psycho person, like not being able to make any semblance of order out of thing. And this year was amazing because I opened up my Yahoo app. I starred all the guys that I knew I wanted. And now here's the thing. Some of the guys that were drafted, let's take Zeke, for example. Zeke in most drafts is probably in the first round, top 10. I had Mm. no interest in Zeke. So I didn't even just, I just didn't even put him on my list. You know what I mean? But in years past, I would have not been prepped and I would have been looking at the things and I would have only gone by the rankings that are out there. And I probably would have made arguably worse decisions than I did doing as much prep as you and I did to say, okay, I know what's going on here. I know what's going on there. Doesn't mean I'm right, but it was just a much, it was a much more pleasant drafting experience this year because of all the conversations that we had had. And I can only hope that everyone that's been listening had a similar draft experience. Like I said, I'm not saying I have all the right answers. I'm not saying my team's going to be the best team there, but 
it just I felt so much more assembl like a semblance of order when I went into the draft that I wasn't like, oh my god, who's this and where's the depth chart and blah blah blah. I like I knew it. It felt good. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so between our first two rounds of running back picks, you have Derrick Henry, you have Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I have Aaron yep. Jones, and Jonathan Taylor. How do we think those stack ups look? I mean, I think I'm ahead of you there. I think, I think again, the only like the PPR for Derrick Henry is a little shaky because he doesn't catch that many passes, but the man is a beast and will get all of the yards and yep. will get lots yep. of the rushing touchdowns. What I like about Edwards Hilaire is that like he's KC. KC's a Super Bowl contender from the get-go. Like, so he's gonna be active. He's he's they're a very offensive team. He's gonna get a lot of touches. You know, Mahomes does a lot of those like short little pass and run things. So I I feel like I feel I have the leg up based on those two things. I think Jonathan Taylor's gonna have a really strong season. I think my only fear for you for him is the Colts are just in a little bit of disarray. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I think from our top two picks that you probably have a stronger strength of roster from the jump. Now. Let's get now. to round three and round four. Let's get to round okay. three and round four. So now it snakes back around. Who did you take in round three? C.D. Lamb, which I feel really good about. That's the first. That is the first um, wide receiver that I uh, that I drafted. Now this is the fun little fact that I will tell you. In so I'm looking at our results. Literally, the person before me took Josh Allen. That was going to be my, like, that's what I was saying to you. Like, I was I was prepared to be like, let me get two good RBs in my first round. But knowing that I'm like, it's got to snake back around and there's only two, maybe three of those, like, top, top tier quarterbacks, I was throwing my my um, my hat in that ring being like, I'm going quarterback early. You as want long to as be I can, top of the quarterbacks, yeah. That's what I wanted. I wanted to, and so Josh Allen went the pick right before me, so it definitely like screwed me up a little bit. I was like, "Fuck!" I ended up with C.D. Lamb, which still makes me happy. But this is this is what I was alluding to before when I started to get the scaries and had to end up, you know, drafting Tom earlier than I wanted to. But that was where I wanted Josh Allen, and he went right before my pick. Well, that's the beauty of actual drafting, right? Like you don't know when they're gonna go, and I think. True. As much as you're happy with CD, which you should be, I'm. I knew you were going to draft CD Lamb if you could. So if he's there for the taking, take him. Whether or not there's Josh Allen involved or not, but I, this is not my next round. I drafted Dak Prescott as my quarterback, and I am very happy to have him for the same reason that you're excited to have CD Lamb. Now, I drafted Dak in my fifth round, so we won't get to that, but I feel you with that one. If, if yeah. you were not to take a – if your strategy was to take a quarterback in the third round, I actually think you're set up way better with CeeDee Lamb in your third round. I mean, look, I'm not mad about it. It's just funny, like, looking at it now. I'm like, damn, that's – I wanted Josh Allen that round, and I probably would have got him. He went literally one before. But, mm -hmm. look, like you said, it just throws you through a little bit of a, a, a loop, and that is what drafting is about. That's what we talked about on all these episodes. It's like you've got the knowledge, you've got the info, but you do not know what's going to happen, and you think you have a plan, but it doesn't mean someone else is not looking at the exact same thing you are. I think the exact – 
phrasing that you used is that you poop your pants. And so... Sometimes it happens. Like you feel like you know everything. And then I'm just, I hear it in my head sometimes at night. Like if you draft on Yahoo, which is my personal preferred, you know, uh, fantasy platform. Like I hear the draft like boop, boop, boop. And I'm like, oh God. It's like, you're just, you get like hot and bothered of like, oh my God, I need to pick. Am I doing the the right Mm -hmm. thing? It's completely, it's completely irrational because it's fantasy football. But that, I have nightmares of that noise, I think in my head. Uh, I do too. I have PTSD from that for (laughs) sure. And then, so for your fourth round, which I think we should stop there because we can go all night and talking about, we could go on and on and on. Yeah. But that's where I went. That's where I went with Tom. That's where I went with Tommy. And there's probably, there's probably a lot of haters out there saying it's too early. They're probably right. There's probably a few higher ranked quarterbacks that were available that I could have taken, but I sort of got like, you know, Lamar Jackson was still available. Dak was still available. Russell Wilson was still available, but I kind of got a little bit of the scaries because my Josh Allen plan got foiled. And then in my head, I was like, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I was like, you know what? I know that Tom shouldn't go in the fourth round. I understand, but that's the name that's in front of me. I want a QB and I want a good QB, someone that I feel reliable is reliable. So I just, I pulled the trigger and went for it. So remains to be seen what'll happen. I mean, look, it's Tom Brady. Like I don't feel bad about it. I just, I was not prepared for a a fourth round pickup that, that wasn't maybe my best move. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be critical of you. It it just, it didn't align. It didn't align with, my it it didn't clearly it didn't align with my plan for drafting so my plan for this draft in my draft spot was running back running back wide receiver wide receiver quarterback that was my plan if everything was by the time we got to it just like good to go you know right so where you took a wide receiver in cd lamb I also took a wide receiver in Allen Robinson. We'll see how that plays out for like Cotton. It. Yep, yep. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm stoked about it. I like Allen Robinson. And then where you picked Tom in the fourth round, I, I held off. I almost was going to wait till the sixth round to pick up a quarterback, but it's PPR, and I kind of want a decent quarterback – Right. Although I think there are a lot of, like, streaming a quarterback also makes sense to me. But my strategy was always wide receiver in the fourth. And I ended up with Terry McLaurin. And as we talked about in, yeah, I mean, we talked about this NFC East, right? We talked about this in our breakdown. I think my top of that pack is the Washington football team. So I'm very excited about Terry McLaurin. I've been bullish on them for a while, and I I was hoping he would fall to me in the fourth. I like it. I like that pick. Okay, so to spare the listeners, we obviously will not go through every single round because inevitably you'll hear us talk about all these players. Kate, who was like your – who's like just your favorite pick that you you have? Like obviously we know who your top guys are, but like who's the guy on your roster Mm. that you're like, I, I snagged him and I feel like really good about it? Oh, good question. Um, mine is no one I picked in round eight on because, God damn it, I pooped my pants, as you say. <laughs> um, my favorite pick was TJ Hawkinson in round six. 
I somehow nice. got him okay. 65th overall. I was actually a little shocked by that. I thought someone would have taken He's like to me the 4th or 5th overall tight end and I thought yeah, he would be gone sure. by far in the 6th round. So, he's my favorite pick. What's yours? I like it. I think mine is actually I think it's a tie. I think it's DJ Chark Jr. in Jacksonville. I I feel really excited about, you know, what's going on down there. I feel excited for Trevor Lawrence. I know technically on a lot on the rank, um, uh, on the depth chart, DJ Chark is their number two, but I just feel like you're going to hear his name a lot. He's got a lot of speed. He's got a lot of talent. And I think he's going to become a really good, you know, target for, for Trevor Lawrence. So I feel good about that one. And then the tie goes to, I also picked up Joe Burrow so that I have a backup quarterback, and we all know how I am so fond of Joe Burrow. So mm. you got you got Tom on the vet, you know, all the way up on the veteran side, and then you got Joe Burrow on the other side. So I was I was happy to like see him still available a little bit later, just because I just like the guy. I just like him. I I love a shout out for your backup quarterback. Right? Minus minus Fitzmagic. And quite frankly, <laughs> I just did it because he's a wild card. And I feel good about that too. Um, before we let the people go, what is your – like let's do the least favorite pick. Do you have a least favorite? I do have a least favorite pick. Um, I do I too. Think, I think my least favorite pick because, I again, I just got a little stressed – I picked up Giovanni Bernard, who is now on Tampa Bay. I don't know why I did that. Like, I think in my head I thought, like, okay, like, yes, Leonard Fournette, yes, Ronald Jones. But, like, I just – I guess I thought at the time that Giovanni Bernard never reached his full potential when he was in Cincinnati. So, like, maybe he would in Tampa Bay, like, all ships rise. But now that I look back at it, I'm like, that was probably pretty stupid. I'm not really sure why I did that one. (laughs) We all have – I just want to like normalize, I'm not going to say normalize, but I am going to say normalize, normalize bad drafting. You're going to do it no matter what happens because there are so many permutations of how this could go. You want me to do you one better? I can tell you my worst draft. It was, (laughs) and may God rest his ankle, which I think is broken now or something's happening. Oh, oh. (laughs) Irv Smith Jr. is he had, not like, back playing. surgery. <laughs> he Come is on, not playing on the Vikings at all. Oh, I thought he was going to be out one or two weeks. He is out at least one or two the months. Yeah, so... I think he might be out for the season. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it's see, this is what I mean. It's like it's draft anxiety. Like I didn't say the name Giovanni Bernard in any of our preseason episodes. What business did I have drafting him? I don't know. I think I just freaked out. <laughs> I freaked out too. I thought Irv Smith Jr. was only out for two weeks. He is definitely out for like the entire season. So I can do you well, one at least, better. At least you got TJ Hawkinson. Anyway, I am so thrilled that we have Draft Queens League. I'm feeling yes. pretty good. I, and, and you know what? Ugh, I'm just I'm just excited for it to start. Kate and I have been talking about this. We've been doing so much like... This might happen. This could happen. This is projected to happen. I'm ready to just watch them get on the field and actually see what happens. I literally am thrilled. Well, with that in mind, next week, Michelle, is the official start of football. The football. The football we know and love. 
Thursday Night Football is kicking off the entire 2021 season, so stay tuned for all of our episodes. On Monday, we will have the huddle. On Wednesday, we have our drafts on drafts. And on Fridays, we have our regular draft queen, Stardom Sidum, who to play, who not to play, and how to stack your fantasy league. So as always, stay tuned with us. We love you. Happy football season. And we will see you on Monday for Labor Day to talk about sports of the week. So stay tuned and have a good weekend. Our DQties, tighten up.